Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we protect where we're supposed to be with Denzel's The Equalizer 3. Nine seconds. That's what I'll give you to decide your fate. Ciao, Roberto. Roberto, tell me, what did you do back home? Government work. I'm retired, man. Because of these people, I'm beginning to understand real peace. They see you as one of us now. The mafia. They like cancer. No cure. Whatever you and your friends do, do it somewhere else. You burning me? I'm preparing. I like this place. You can't take that from me. I can take anything I want. Police found multiple dead bodies on that farm in Sicily. Did you kill him? Well, I look like a killer. <laughs> Robert McCall finds himself at home in southern Italy, but he discovers his friends are under the control of local crime bosses. As events turn deadly, McCall knows what he has to do, become his friend's protector by taking on the mafia. Written by Richard Wenk and directed by Anton Fuqua, The Equalizer 3 stars Denzel Washington as Robert McCall, Dakota Fanning as Emma Collins, Eugenio Mestrandera as Gio Bonucci, and features David Denman, Gaia Scodelero, Remo Giron, Andrea Scarduzio, and Andrea Dodero. The Equalizer series has shown twice before that Denzel Washington is a legitimate on-screen badass. He is trained to protect himself and others from oppression by using extreme violence if necessary. And if you haven't seen the previous two movies, don't worry as you really don't need to know them going into this film, although I completely recommend that you do watch them just for their entertainment value alone. Story-wise, they've done it twice before, but let's go around again. Robert McCall is happy in his retirement. Scumbags roll through and disrupt his contentment. Robert fights back and only the ways he can, except this time it's in rural Italy and has a picturesque backdrop and more subtitles. But there's a whole narcotics and terrorism angle that gets shoehorned in there, but hey, there's needs to be a bigger issue somewhere. Acting-wise, this movie is done very well. I absolutely love Denzel as a badass character. Whether it's Training Day, Man on Fire, or the previous two entries in the Equalizer franchise, Denzel is a believable, trained agent that has no qualms with defending those around him that need defending and staring at the bad guys while they're like, leaves their body. He's warm when he needs to be, but is just at home being cold and calculating. And of course, the rest of the cast around him does quite well, especially our two bad guys in the Quaranta Brothers. It was also wonderful to see a grown-up Dakota Fanning reunite with her former Man on Fire co-star after almost 20 years. Action-wise is where this movie knocks it out of the park. While the trailer gave away a couple of amazing action sequences, it's important to know that those take place very early on in the film. There is still a whole bunch more to come. These movies do well with you utilizing the dark and tight camera angles to show the danger that is Robert McCall. Seriously, if you haven't watched these movies, you're missing out. Considering this one sits at a cool 1 hour and 49 minutes, you can think of this more of a story-driven John Wick, but with Denzel instead of Cool Breeze. And I, friend, 
and the Dream Weaver. Overall, The Equalizer 3 is a very fun movie for both fans of the series and those that are being dragged to it against their will. The acting is done well enough and the set pieces are gorgeous. The story is easy enough for everyone to follow, but it doesn't add anything new. In fact, the additional plot points that get tossed your way seemed more like an afterthought than advancing the overarching story at all. Either way, The Equalizer 3 is worth a mindless watch just for the action sequences alone. I give The Equalizer 3 an A. Summer is rapidly coming to an end, but there's no reason that you can't still bring the heat. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with the newest trailer for the upcoming Five Nights at Freddy's. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. I have a job for you. Piece of cake, really. It's a security gig. Welcome to Freddy's. Back in the 80s. Some kids went missing. What is this? That's why the place shut down. The police searched Freddy's. Hey! They never found the kids. (laughs) Ghost children. Possessing giant robots. Tell me how to stop them. You don't. It's too late. He's coming. Five Nights at Freddy's follows a troubled security guard as he begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. While spending his first night on the job, he realizes the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. Based on a video game of the same name, the game takes place in Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, a darker version of a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant where an animatronic animal band performs kitty songs by day and goes on murderous rampages by night. The goal of the game is to survive a night locked inside, knowing that a furry death machine might jump out of the dark at any moment. Five Nights at Freddy stars Matthew Lillard, Josh Hutcherson, Mary Stuart Masterson, Elizabeth Lale, Piper Rubio, and Kat Connor Sterling. Five Nights at Freddy's releases in theaters and Peacock, both on October 27th. Welcome to the Eras Tour! It was announced just this past week that Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is being released as a feature-length film. Due to the number 13 being important to musician Taylor Swift, it was announced that the Eras Tour will release in theaters on Friday, October 13th. In response, Blumhouse Productions has announced that The Exorcist Believer will now reach theaters on October 6th. God played a trick on you. Since the death of his pregnant wife in a Haitian earthquake 12 years ago, Victor Fielding has raised their daughter on his own. But when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear in the woods, only to return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, it unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the nadir of evil and, in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who has witnessed anything like it before, Chris McNeil. And speaking of the Eras Tour, AMC Theaters has announced that the Eras Tour concert film has broken their record for pre-sales with $26 million 
$1,000 in its first day. The previous record was set by Spider-Man No Way Home, which brought in $16.9 million when tickets first became available. For Canadians, the Eras Tour will be available at all Landmark Cinemas locations. During a recent interview with SFX Magazine, Saw X director Kevin Gerdert was asked about the future of the franchise. He said, quote, There's no obvious new direction to go after this film, but I think there probably will be more Saw movies, particularly if this one's successful. He did go on to say that his film won't be planting any seeds for a future sequel, but that it will be building more on what's in the past. He added, quote, I truly believe that this is the most standalone Saw film since the first one. It's not about knowing or remembering anything about the previous films. It's a richer experience if you know about Saw, because otherwise you won't necessarily know who Amanda is when she appears, but it's very clear from the beginning what's happening. Saw X is set between the events of Saw 1 and Saw 2, where a sick and desperate John travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Armed with a newfound purpose, John returns to his work, turning the tables on the con artists in his signature visceral way through a series of ingenious and terrifying traps. Saw X hits theaters on September 29th. Moving to the small screen, a teaser trailer was released for the upcoming second season of HBO Max's Our Flag Means Death. Do you think Blackbeard's gonna murder you? I don't care what any of you say. He's actually a good guy. He's a madman. If anyone objects, speak now or forever hold your peace. I think of you often. Hope you're thinking of me as well. Objection. The new season of Our Flag Means Death finds gentleman pirate Steed Bonnet played by Reese Darby and Blackbeard played by Taika Waititi separated after finally realizing their love for each other at the end of season one. Season two of Our Flag Means Death hits Max on October 5th. Sticking with Max a little longer, True Detective fans are going to have to wait a little longer before the premiere of their next season, True Detective Night Country, as the season premiere has been pushed to January 2024. Set during Alaska's Long Night, Night Country stars Jodie Foster as Liz Danvers, a detective who teams up with Evangeline Navarro, played by Callie Reese, to solve the disappearance of six men. HBO also confirmed that season two of The Last of Us is expected to begin filming as soon as the strike ends. Showrunner Craig Mazin told Entertainment Weekly, quote, We were able to map out all of season two, and I also wrote and submitted the script for the first episode and sent it to HBO around 10.30 or 10.40 p.m. right before midnight, and the strike began. I think it's becoming essentially a near certainty that we won't be able to start filming when we were hoping to start, which is upsetting. We're all raring to go. This is what we are born to do. This is how we not only choose to live our lives, but I believe how we are compelled to live our lives. Otherwise, why the hell are we doing this insane job? I can assure you, it's not for money. Season two of The Last of Us is expected to start airing sometime in 2025. Over at Disney+, Plus, it was announced via Hollywood Reporter that Loki Season 2 will likely be the final live-action Marvel series released this year following the announcement of other series being delayed. As of now, Loki Season 2 is still on track to debut on Disney+, Plus on October 6th, while the animated series What If was expected to drop around Christmas Day. The Hawkeye spin-off Echo, starring Aliqua Cox as the titular character, has officially been pushed to January 2024, while X-Men 97, the animated continuous 
continuation of the classic 90s series is expected to premiere in early 2024. A second season was also announced. The biggest push, however, was Agatha Coven of Chaos, which has now officially been retitled Agatha Darkhold Diaries, which was originally expected to release this winter, has now been pushed back to early fall of 2024. The Ironheart series starring Dominique Thorne has officially been removed from Marvel's schedule with no indication of when that will be released, while Daredevil Born Again and Wonder Man, which were both in the middle of production when they paused because of the strikes, also currently don't have release dates. Over at Netflix, a new documentary titled The Devil on Trial was announced via their website, which is based on the same true crime case that inspired the 2021 film The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. According to the listing, The Devil on Trial explores the first and only time demonic possession has officially been used as a defense in a U.S. murder trial. Including first-hand accounts of alleged devil possession and a shocking murder, this extraordinary story forces reflection on our own fear of the unknown. The documentary, which has been directed by Peabody award-winning and BAFTA-nominated filmmaker Chris Holt includes interviews with Arn Cheyenne Johnson, the man who claimed the devil made me do it when he was on trial for killing his landlord, Alan Bono. The Devil on Trial is releasing on October 17th. And finally, we end today with the announcement that Netflix has officially released its fall preview schedule. Releasing on September 15th, is Haley Lou Richardson and Ben Hardy's Love at First Sight, while Vampire Story El Conde releases on the same day. Spy Kids Armageddon releases on September 22nd. Fair Play releases on October 13th. Bill Burr, Bobby Cannavale's comedy Old Dads releases on October 20th. Heather Graham and Brandy's film Best Christmas Ever releases on November 16th. And Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore's May-December releases on December 1st. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, nine seconds. That's what I'll give you to decide your fate. Hold up. 